0: are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now here's what God is doing with Abraham. Remember what he said concerning the devil worshipers? Whatever they can imagine, nothing will be able to restrain them from that. Now, not only that, he comes right on down, and when Abraham says, Whereby shall I know this, that I shall inherit it? He said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old, and a she goat of three years, and a ram of three years, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Now here it begins to tell you about the way they performed the blood covenant. They would take those, and it's not a very pretty picture, they split them in half down the backbone and they lay those bloody masses apart. And the way they did it, they would walk in between those pieces and they would exchange coats and exchange belts. Now this is for normal human beings when they made a, a blood covenant. And by the way, the blood covenant is all over the world. They're perverted in many different ways places and even over in Africa there when missionaries went there they found out they had blood covenants there before the gospel was ever preached there so this was the strongest thing going and they would exchange belts which meant Now, the belt didn't just hold up the pants, the belt was to hold their armor. That meant all of my power, all of my ability I give to you, and you give me all of yours. All I own belongs to you, and all you own belongs to me. Now, this is what God is doing with Abraham. Somebody said, well, why in the world would God make such a covenant with a man? Remember now, God has been sold out. He's on the outside looking into this earth. God is limited. At this point, God is limited in what he can do with the earth. Now, I know that he brought the flood on the earth, but he made a covenant with Noah, and he talked with Noah about that. He had to have access into the earth through some man, because he's given the earth to man. He can't come back in here and just take it all back and just destroy the work of the devil. You'll notice that 1 John 3, 8, the latter part of the verse says, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So God couldn't come here in his Godhead divine powers and just wipe the devil out. If he did, he'd be a liar, and it'd be illegal, and Satan would exalt his throne. But God is no liar. God cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. So here he is. He's making this blood covenant with Abraham. Now, that covenant is so strong. It is so strong that it's awesome to even think about it. What it meant was... That everything that Abraham had belonged to God, including his access into the earth. Now this is what God's after. is a man in the earth that will walk upright before him and allow him to work through him to destroy the works of the devil. But it has to all be done legal. He cannot go out and violate his word. His word is a legal contract. God can't violate it. Genesis 1 can't be removed, where he said he gave man dominion. Man is still in dominion. Satan is ruling through man because Satan was influencing man, but man was the one that actually had the dominion and authority, and Satan was usurping that by working through man and causing man to do the things he wanted him to do. So God had a problem on his hands, and some of you think God never has problems. He had a problem. He has to have access into this earth legally. So this covenant with Abraham was the covenant of all covenants. There's never been a covenant that even measured close to it. And as Abram was there, if you notice it goes on and says that about the time that he is supposed to stand between the pieces there of that flesh and all of these things be performed. Now you have to go to many different places in the Bible to find the whole story. We'll not take time to do that. But it says in verse 12, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham, and lo, the horror of great darkness fell upon him. And down into verse 17, it says, And it came to pass that when the sun went down, and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between the pieces. And in the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land and he tells him the bounds of that land and the limitations of it. Now here's what happened. Abram woke up about the time that he's supposed to be standing in the midst of those pieces. But if Abram walks in the midst of those pieces and stands there before God Almighty in all of his righteousness and all of his glory, I don't know whether he could have stood it or not. It might have killed him. Because you got unrighteousness standing he was limited righteousness, of course, but standing there with God. But when he woke up and looked over there where he should have been, he saw a burning lamp and a smoking furnace. And this is indicative of God himself and of divinity. And you read about it in Deuteronomy on the mountain. When God came down to the mountain, there was a smoking furnace and a burning fire. What did he see there? Actually, what happened, Abraham looked and he saw Jesus standing in his place where he should have been, between that. This covenant is really between God and Jesus. You notice he said, To thy seed, and thy seed after thee. The seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. That seed is Jesus. Galatians says, If you be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Why are we seed and heirs according to the promise? Because if you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed. If you be Christ, you're the body of Christ. That covenant was between God and Jesus. Abraham was just the man on the earth that God had access through to work this thing. He could operate in this covenant until the seed came to whom the promise was made. And you can read that in Galatians, the third chapter. That covenant was with him where he could operate in it, operate under that covenant, be blessed by it and bless others, but it was only for him to operate in and hold to the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and that seed was Jesus. Now, as you see that, there's another scripture that I want to bring into your thinking and it'll help you understand what we're talking about here. In John the 8th chapter, verse 56, there's a strange saying that Jesus says. And let me give you some of these others. Exodus 19 and verse 18 is one reference. And John eight 56. I've read that many times. And I thought, what in the world is he talking about here? Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. And then said the Jews to him, Thou art but fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said, I say unto you, Verily verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. (laughs) ha, ha, glory to God. When Abraham looked over there where he should have been standing in the midst of that, he saw Jesus standing there. Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and he was glad. He was glad that somebody stood in there. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, this all took place in this blood covenant. And uh, this blood covenant meant what Abraham had was his, and what God had was his even to his life if he required it now if you do study on blood covenants you'll find out that's right and god swore by himself because he could swear but no greater he swore by himself now come over to the 17th chapter god walks up to abram again he's 99 years old the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be thy perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee and multiply thee exceedingly. Now listen to what he said. I will multiply thee exceedingly. I'll make my covenant between me and thee. Now you know, to help you understand that, if we were to take a some kind of a fence and put between me and this first row, and I'd say now, this is like the covenant. We put this between me and you. Now, if you are got to get to me, you've got to deal with that fence, right? If I'm going to get to you, i got to deal with that fence. This is what God said. Here's the covenant that's between me and you. You get to me, you've got to deal with me through that covenant. And if I deal with you, I've got to deal with you through that covenant. You see what God had in mind? Now, he's got this blood covenant with Abraham. And he goes on to say it here, in this seventh verse, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generation. Notice, this is an everlasting covenant. Between me and thee and thy seed, thy seed. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. Did you get that? After thee, thy seed after thee in their generation. Well, this is our generation, isn't it? Glory to God. Don't let them talk you out of this covenant. You have entered into this covenant through Christ Jesus. So this covenant is for you today. If you be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So God has gained access into the earth through this Abrahamic covenant now it's legal for god to come in the earth work through abraham devise plans and means to destroy the work of the devil now his ultimate goal is the seed of the woman it's going to come through abraham through his lineage seed the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent now i know that there's a lot of people that say oh that's a bunch of stuff but now if you have studied the way this thing's brought out why doesn't god destroy the devil now why didn't he do it years ago Because of his word, the lease on the earth, he has to work through men. That's the reason the body of Christ is here today, to destroy the works of the devil. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. We've been talking for several weeks on authority. This week we have the CD offer number 7114. It's entitled, Unforgiveness, a Thief of Faith. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling total of eleven dollars did you know that unforgiveness can stop your prayers from being answered it'll keep you from having confidence in God it'll keep you even from praying at times now if I were not getting my prayers answered the first place I would look is to see if I have unforgiveness in my heart against anyone in Luke the 17th chapter the Apostles was talking to the Lord Lord was talking to them He says, If a man trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day, turn to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. The apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. Now, at least they understood they'd have to have faith to do that. A man does the same thing seven times in a day. You don't want to forgive him about the third time. You want to bust his lip, you know. (laughs) But uh, the Lord said to them, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now this sycamine tree, in the context of these verses, is referring to unforgiveness. Now it is a principle that will work in other things. But the unforgiveness is applied to the sycamine tree because the sycamine tree has deep roots and it grows well in dry ground. I mean the roots go down deep. and unforgiveness, roots will go down deep. And Paul said lest a root of bitterness spring up within you. Well, he tells you how to do it. If you had faith as a seed, you would say to unforgiveness, you're a thing of the past. You'll never hinder me again as long as I live. You hear me say it, and I can have what I say, and I say I forgive them. May not want to forgive them, but I do. That's CD offer number 7114, Unforgiveness, a Thief of Faith. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. Total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, one 396 9400 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046.